Hey everybody, welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. With me today is my sidekicks in, in crime, uh, John. How's it going, guys? And Will. Yo. All right, so we have been covering our part three series, and we're getting to our final one. I mean, there's plenty of other part threes you could have, but we've been saving what I can call an epic part three, if there ever was one, from the year 2007, from director <laughs> That's right, Spider-Man Three. It, it, this was the pretty, prettiest of all Spider-Man, I think. The and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. You got Tobey Maguire. You got Kristen Dunst, and she's she's gorgeous. And you have James Franco, and you have what's his face from the '70s show, Topher Grace. And, Topher, Topher Grace, Topher. and you you get to see a lot of them. <laughs> hey, don't don't knock Thomas Hayden Church. We you know got to give some love for Lowell. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I, okay. I, in fact, do not. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, l- let's let's go ahead and uh, get a couple of the um, uh, apes out of the room. Okay, so this is the third Spider-Man film. This was notoriously like over $300 million and famously had some major additions as they were filming to squeeze a lot into a film that probably should have been five hours for it to fully work. Yeah, but, it really should have been at least two and possibly three movies. Yes, this is uh, and yeah, I mean the point that Sam Raimi has publicly said he screwed it up and he just let the he let Abby Arad convince him that this would all work as one film. So even the director has said, "I didn't make a good movie." And let's be honest, this is also the guy who directed some. <laughs> Some great movies and some awful movies. So when he says he didn't make a good movie, you know, uh, you know, there's something coming up. So, uh, So, all right. Let me. I think I need to emphasize the history behind this film. People don't understand. This was pre 2008. This was pre Iron Man. Literally. This was pre Dark Knight. There was this was the biggest superhero movie franchise. You had this, and you had X Men. And you had um, that was kind of it in terms of mainstream superheroes, right? Yeah, there, there wasn't Superman going on or Batman at the time. Yeah, you, did, uh, you had you had Batman Begins, but that wasn't like a like that had come out, but that wasn't like a super mainstream yeah. film. And Superman Returns had come out the year before, and it, it was not awful, done, and it was not great. And then I mean, yeah, I it, was it was awful. I thought it was better than some superhero films I've seen, but we're not here sure. to talk yeah. about that. Um, yeah. So, and Spider, and, and also. <laughs> X Men Three had come out, I think, recently, and it wasn't. Yep. Yeah, and it wasn't good. Like it was nope. okay, but it wasn't good. Right. But Spider Man Two was one of the best superhero yes. movies of the era, and maybe one well, of yeah. the best movies of that era. Doc, right? Doc, yeah, Molina as Doc Ock was just incredible. I mean, he just that performance, and the story was tight, and the storytelling was good, and the characterizations were good. You see what you I mean? father it did my yeah. catholic heart good yep. <laughs> i thought that was in the first one she did, um, but... did she do it in both i don't remember i mean you had aunt may hitting dr octopus in the face with her umbrella that like yes. god rest her soul she was uh, a very good aunt may even if yeah uh, even if marissa tomei is the hot aunt may <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a strange direction but i'm okay with strange it. strange direction know? but i ain't arguing um <laughs> now you know why they call him happy harry uh yeah no kidding Anyway, or Happy Hogan, sorry. Um, Wrong wrong movie. Wrong movie. Uh, My point is, the expectations for this film were high. Yes. The marketing Uh, very much focused early on on Venom. And they started to bring in, like, Sandman into some of the trailers later. But, like, the the focus was like, oh, it's going to be Venom. Oh, everyone's looking forward to that. It's going to be Black Suit Spider-Man. It's going to be so good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when a director says, I don't want to do this. And other people basically say, "Well, you're doing it because money." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "You know, they're they're literally like, you don't understand. People really love Venom. If we put Venom in three, we'll make a lot more money than uh, we would if we just had Man and and another Green Goblin." I I, I get that, but like, <laughs> right? But it could have been to... a Venom movie and had no Sandman at all, and, and maybe no, and, and maybe a little bit no of Green... Hobgoblin. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit of Goblin, like, sort of to carry that through as a storyline, because yeah. the big reveal at the end of the second movie was Harry Osborn now knows who Peter Parker is. 
you know, right. he knows. He knows Peter's Spider-Man, and more importantly, he found he found that his dad was the Green Goblin and has all of his gear. That was like that was the big step is that Harry was going to become the next Green Goblin, or at least a Hobgoblin, depending on whatever costume design they wanted to go with. They left that yeah. kind of like okay, he's gonna, which is had happened. He's going to be a goblin of some sort. It happened in the comics. He took, yeah, he found out his dad was a goblin after his dad died and eventually put the costume on and went crazy and died fighting Spider-Man. That was a... Uh, Just pretty, like his old man. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, there's consistency. Yeah, so this, this film has the problem also is that uh, they're trying, they really tried to incorporate a lot of different things and uh, meanwhile, Marvel was forced to incorporate this also into their comics at the time. They made, literally put him back in the, the black costume during the yeah, it was the back in black um, yeah. line, which yeah. was okay. I mean, it was just a. I mean, so to be fair, this was not the first time he'd put on the black costume again, because no. in the '90s he did have a a plain costume that was styled after the black costume that he right. wore sometimes for like stealth missions and things like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, and Tesla's armor costume, which was all like silver. And in this movie, not only did they decide to stuff all that in. They decided also to stuff in Gwen Stacy and Commander Stacy. They have so much stuff jammed into this movie. But and- just, yeah. there's no reason. There's, there's literally no reason. I was like, are they going to kill her? Nope. I mean, so the problem is they tried to put way too much into this movie for Spider-Man fans. And yes. I mean, they're, they're, the problem is they, they people forget that Gwen Stacy was first. Gwen Stacy yes. was the first girlfriend. The fact that the movie, um, it, yes, she was. Like the oh, first. Yeah. Oh, Betty, Betty was the first. Betty Brant was like oh, okay. an issue, and that was it. It, it was like for it, it wasn't even a thing. It was basically a his he had first, a crush. They went on a couple first, dates. That was it. His first serious girlfriend was Gwen. Yeah, and then Paul, and then you know Mary Jane became his. Permanent. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying his first love interest was Gwen. His first like this was a serious relationship in the comics was Gwen Stacy and then he meets MJ kind of like he meets MJ kind of randomly when his aunt sets him up and then she she helps him out after he after Gwen Stacy dies like that's why they start getting close and Harry in the comics during that time so the movies had skipped that so sort of back introducing it just comes off as sort of shallow and yes it's such let's let's talk about the elephant in the room here so this Which movie, elf? the elephant in the room, uh, that has a terrible haircut. Um, <laughs> so, Eddie, I uh, know Eddie. Eddie. Eddie is bad. So, Topher Grace, God bless him, does a terrible job in this, and I don't think it's his yeah. fault. No. I think it's the the script and the directing. I, I, the, he's not the right. Well, they they didn't have anything wrong. for him to do. He did, they had nothing for him to do. No. He was just sort of in there to be in there, and he did like three things, and none of them were important to anything. And honestly, like, and then they kill him off at the end of the movie. No, spoilers. Um, yeah. And then they murder him in the movie in the most egregious. Like, he's not even like it's not even a fatal showdown with Spider-Man. It's literally <laughs> Spider-Man throws a goblin bomb. Harry dodges it, and to, and because he's trying to kill the symbiote suit, and Toby's yeah. like, no. And then it all, and then they both die randomly because those bombs have varying uh, yes. power. Um, their way of getting around the fact that oh well, there's all these other ways you can defeat the, the symbiote, but we don't want to. We have the Fantastic Four available in this. For this no, well, I mean, they did use the Sonic, the thing. sound thing. Yeah, they, they yeah, totally yeah. used that. And I mean, that's the classic story. But like, so there's enough story in this movie for four movies. You needed to cut yeah. most of it and focus. You needed to focus down, like, and honestly, yes. the the Sandman storyline is one of the most stupid things I've ever heard in my fucking life. Like, I hate it even more than I hate Topher Grace as Eddie Brock. And I know, well, and yeah, it's, I... this is not a dig against the actor. The actor did fine. In fact, the actor is one of the better performances in this movie. And but, he apparently killed Uncle Ben. But he did. That's the thing. Oh no, it was it was the other guy. I swear. Yeah. But no, he's the real killer. I mean, it was it was a dumb setup for a plot. We're going to do some yes. retconning. We're going to do some retconning, but it's not even smart retconning. It's like we need to increase the reason he hates the Sandman. 
Yes. Right, like, and why? Like, Sandman's so Sandman's a fucking punk in the, the comics. He's just kind of a generic bad guy who later on kind of gets some pathos, but not because of his past, but because of stuff that happens to him yeah. in the comics. Like, yeah. he, he sort he of reforms. At one point, joins the Avengers because he constantly goes back from being a good guy to a bad guy. He he's like constantly switching from heel to face all of the time. So yeah. he's. And the thing is, like, and I get that they were like, well, we don't really make him like crazy evil. He's just the guy who constantly makes the wrong call. Yeah, they got that. the Sandman in a, in a nutshell, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, yeah. it could have been its own movie and they could have done something cool with that. In fact, that was supposed to be the James Cameron directed movie from two, 19, that he was developing in 1992. So, God. literally, that was what he, he wanted Spider Man to fight. Uh, uh, the Sandman because he was like, "Hey, we figured out to do all this cool CGI, you know, wet work stuff for uh, the Abyss the, and for Terminator Two. Let's dude. do it, Sandman." Yeah, this this stuff works good on dinosaurs. Let's see if the CGI thing will hang around. For and the, and the thing is, like, they literally <laughs> the guy who worked on the special effects had done the test footage for Cameron twenty years early, or at least okay, fifteen years earlier. So he knew exactly how what they what to do. So that was never like it was expensive, but they knew exactly how to do it. Yeah. The question: Then why do you need two more? I mean, you have all these ideas that James Cameron wrote for a uh, Spider-Man movie that they could have easily mined. No, 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 no. We're gonna focus on this stuff, and then we're gonna squeeze this in. Then and then, oh God, there's Doctor Connors. Although they used him right, I think. Well, he's just yeah. sort of a throw-in, like honestly. Yeah, yeah they, they threw him in, and they had him explain some of the science on the symbiote suit, since we yeah. haven't established that Peter is a uh, scientific yeah. genius. Which and, and honestly, it's a throwback to the first movie, uh, or, or is uh, it the second? He's in the second yeah, one, right? He's in the second because he's, he's the college professor. The first one, he's in, he appears in the second one. And the third, and the, here's the thing: they're also borrowing it from the comp, the art, the cartoon series of the '90s. Because when Sp uh, Peter gets the symbiote, then he goes to Doctor Connors, who tests it out and says, "Yes, it's it's a symbiote." You know, he so Connors helps him try to figure out how to control it. So the, they're literally curving from the cartoon show too. Which, <laughs> this is where it gets where where the real problem is. Avi Arad, who was the producer on all the Spider all these Spider Man movies. He was also an executive producer on the animated series. So he's taking all of his ideas from the cartoon, which, by the way, the cartoon show was pretty good, but it's a cartoon show. And they also had multiple episodes to establish these characters. Like, yes. it, and that's the other thing. In the comics, it took, the, like, okay, so the symbiote debuted in Secret Wars. It took a long time for them to reveal it was an evil alien aliens thing and then uh and eddie brock debuted in another arc where you know the sin eater arc and then eventually they had them secretly meet up and you know merge them together and then they didn't debut them for another like six months like marvel took their time to drop venom in, and even then venom was uh, not always uh, was a rare appearance yeah like yes. you didn't really get lots of venom appearances I mean, I remember the sec. Uh, so I wasn't a, I, did, I wasn't a reader for the first big Venom appearance. Yeah, the but, one. Yeah, but I was definitely like that was right before I started reading Spider Man. But during the the first Carnage arc, not Maximum Carnage, but the very first Carnage arc, like Spider Man going to find Venom to get his help was a huge thing in comics. We were all, I mean, all of us were like, yeah. oh my God, did you read the issue? And it was so good. Yeah, so I, I remember the issue, the previous time, there was that famous one where he's holding a skull with Spider-Man's head, like, alas, poor Spider-Man, I killed him well, you know. They had, they really, like, Venom was the one guy, like, okay, if Peter's going to get killed, it'll be because Venom, uh, you know, Eddie can do it. Eddie's crazy enough and wants to eat him. And they left that, they left that whole thing out, which is... Uh, yeah, I mean, probably for the best. But so Topher Grace just simply doesn't have the screen presence to be the the intimidation factor of Eddie of Eddie Brock. Well, yeah, I mean, he's smaller than Tobey Maguire. And <laughs> I think I, I think if, doing. I think if they had taken a different angle, maybe it could have worked. Yeah, uh, which but, one, you know, there's the new movies of Venom, and it's you know. I mean, yeah, you know, they went the total opposite of how they wanted. You know, they went like, okay, we're gonna lethal protector. We're gonna have him, you know, be Eddie B, you know, reporter slash, you know, angry buff dude. I mean, you know, they they cast they cast the right choice for Venom this time. Uh, the movies are okay. Right. 
they they made some right casting with Tom Hardy. But uh, it's it's a weird. By the way, it is kind of hilarious. If you're named Tom, you have a good shot to be in a Spider-Man costume these days. So it's <laughs> true. So I, I have I have my fingers crossed they're going to call me. <laughs> and I know we're dancing around the plot lines, but guys, it's not that important. Uh, Spider-Man does Spider-Man things. The bad guys don't like him for stupid reasons. Spider-Man doesn't like the bad guys for stupid reasons, and it all collides in a fucking CGI mess at the end of the film. Um, and, oh, and but, there's there's three musical numbers. One of them is good, one of them is bad, and one of them is Wait, okay. Which one do you think is good? Uh, the best musical number in the movie is Emo Peter Walking Down the Street. Okay. It is I love them all giving him funny looks. Like, that's, like that's it's clear because, he thinks he's the coolest thing. Oh, well, it doesn't and matter then, because if you look at what's going on, he's moving to the beat of the music yep. that only the audience can hear. In his right. Head. That's why it's so fucking funny. It's because he's he comes out of this thing. He's wearing the sharp suit. He starts doing this stupid dance, and it's and everyone's looking at him like he's a crazy like, person like, because yeah. he is a crazy person. That's what makes yeah. it. And, and yes, it's so good. And like, there's so much energy. Like, just Toby Maguire can really pull off some serious fucking comedy. Yeah, and he yeah. does. He does a great job emphasizing because you have to remember this isn't emo, this isn't cool, Peter. This is. Peter Parker, giant nerd's interpretation of what a cool person is. Exactly. And it's the lamest motherfucking thing ever. And it's and so good. Can we drop the other thing? It's Superman 3. It's <laughs> not even Superman 3, because in that, it, you were supposed to take it somewhat seriously. In this, you're absolutely <laughs> not meant to take it seriously but in the, the slightest. But he's got... <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's got like a stubble. He's like, I don't like. He's like, I, I'm a dick. He's like, he suddenly got like this weird haircut. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I love, I love when he goes. He gets the the plate of cookies from the girl and is just chowing, chowing them down. That always made me laugh. They're literally bar they're, they're borrowing from Superman three for some of this stuff. I, I think I'm partially to be me fun of Superman three, but the problem is it doesn't land the way it's supposed to. I agree. I'm saying he is doing exactly what makes sense. He's not like I'm crazy. Well, I'm going to bash that, himself. No, just I'm it. just. I think it does a... land. It yeah. does land exactly. It's supposed to. It's funny. The oh, yeah. So now I'm going to go off on one of my patented CODIS tangents. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, yeah. The reason why people shit all over emo Peter is because most people do not have the vocabulary and the experience with films and filmmaking to explain why this movie is hot trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they simply can't, like, they know it's bad. You can feel it in your bones because when you see a bad piece of media, you know it's bad. Yes. But right. you can't always articulate that properly, especially when it's something that's not obvious. Like, if the CGI was real shit, you could just say the CGI was real shit. The CGI is not bad in this. It's no, actually CGI fine. Is really good, especially for. For the uh, era, yeah. For the Sandman sequence when he kind of forms himself up, one of the best CGI effects of yeah, that. And, and when he fights in the big dump truck, I thought that was fine CGI. Yeah. So, you, but those are those would be a really obvious thing. So I'm going to talk about. So there's a there was a blogger many years ago. He probably might still be around. I don't know. He wrote a book. I bought it in like 2013. <laughs> uh, called who called himself Film Crit Hulk. <laughs> okay. Um, and his, I know the, I know this one guy. His whole shtick was he would write in all caps and sort of role play as the Incredible Hulk, but Incredible Hulk as film critic. So yeah. he'd go off it these stinks. weird. Things. I mean, yeah, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> like Hulk think this bad, you know. Uh, but it was it was really funny, but it was also super insightful. And one of the one of the things he went on about was the concept of tangibles and intangibles. A tangible thing in a movie is something that is viscerally easy to experience. Like he, he talks about how in the, in the Oscars, you could really probably change the word best to most. Like yeah. it's not necessarily the best picture that wins. It's the most picture or the best editing. No, it's the most editing or right. the best acting. It's the most acting. It's the stuff that's obvious and simple to understand is is what the audience and a lot of people latch onto when they talk about why they liked or hated a film. Obvious things. So in this movie, the obvious thing that's wrong is not necessarily the casting or even the acting, because I think they're doing pretty good with what they've got. With, but the problem is what they've got is there's basic storytelling notes that this movie just fucking forgets that exist. Like, the characters act out of character even before the symbiote suit. The characters do weird shit. The characters don't... The, the villains don't really interact with each other except in the most perfunctory, arbitrary way that makes no sense for the characters to do. And yeah. it all kind of comes... And it's just... And, like, 
plot threads are dropped, things jump all around. And honestly, the only part of this movie that's really entertaining, that's well, that's that's that see, that does exactly what it's meant to do is the emo Peter sequence. Everything from when he starts being emo Peter to when he ends being emo Peter is actually good storytelling. It has a through line. It has a plot point. It shows the progression of the character, and the character grows from it. You get what you get out of it. However, most people know this movie is bad. What did I see in this movie? One, it had more villains than the last one. And two, it had the emo Peter thing, which we didn't have in the last one. Those are the things that are different. Those must be the things that are wrong. That's why this movie is bad. Yeah, I, I can see that. Well, I mean, it all it all boils down to there's four movies going on at least. And they, that's part they, of it. Yeah, and that's a that's a failure of direction and script. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's a failure of production in general because you do not waste all this money on stuff that's that's irrelevant and yeah, you could a lot of stuff could have been cut in pre-production. This is like Ramy should have said, no, this isn't too much. We're not going to have room for all this to work. Yeah, he probably tried to, and then they said oh, but he money, did. and he's like, well, I guess I have to deal with that. Yeah. It I mean, should be pointed out, uh, Avi Arad, who okay, so here's a quick little film nerd bit. Okay, so Avi Arad and comic book nerd worked for Ike Perlman. All right, Ike was the guy who bought Marvel when they were in bankruptcy and got them out of bankruptcy. Avi was the guy who went to all these places that. Guess what? I've got the license for uh, these things. Would you like to make a TV show? Would you like to make a movie? We've got here's the license. Yeah. He could. Uh, uh, Marvel needs the money. Okay. Spot. And then he's like, uh, he actually helped negotiate at the end for Sony to get the rights to Spider Man out of the insane lawsuit, which almost went to Supreme Court over. I'm not kidding. The lawsuit over the rights to Spider Man nearly went to Supreme Court before they finally got settled. Because uh, let's be honest, and, and I'll blame him. You know, the king of, of the uh, low-rent movie. <laughs> uh, we know who we're talking about. Uh, he Roger owned the Corman. rights. Yeah, Roger Corman. Roger Corman. He had yeah. the rights. And uh, through various, because he got them through Canon, which was, of course, the, you know, who made Spider-Superman 4. <laughs> they, <laughs> it's, it's one of the great hilarious, like, who owned the rights to Spider-Man is almost worse than who owned the rights to Superman later. Um and if you heard about what's going on in the, the new Flash movie, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so Avi Arad got the rides. He started to go. He got, you know, he got Blade made, which, you know, good film. He got X-Men made. Good film. He got Daredevil made. Yeah. Uh, not so good film. Yeah, yeah. yeah I will argue I just thought to think which Daredevil it was. Yeah, it was Colin Farrell. I will argue the point. I think the Daredevil movie that came out is at least as good as any other superhero movie that came out during its time. Yeah, the, now the director's cut is the one that makes sense. And Ving, and Ving Rhames as, as Kingpin is best movie Kingpin. Uh, Fight that, me. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, he got the Punisher. He got two Punisher movies made. Those were bad. <laughs> <laughs> Although got, I do like but, Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher just because it's funny as hell. No, he got Elektra made. Electro wasn't good. No. no. So you can see he got Man Thing, man. Did he? I didn't even know yeah. there was a Man Thing. Oh, I didn't, oh, yeah, I didn't even know about Man Thing. <laughs> oh, it straight to been. video. I never heard Lions. of it. What was that, Tom? I, he sold the rights to Lionsgate for a bunch of, uh, like, a bunch of random stuff. Like, they got Iron Fist. They got punisher they got man thing like he's like here's a bunch of characters nobody wants uh we'll sell them to lionsgate and they did pump out a few films that's where the you know it's how the the two punisher films that can be you know, the thomas jane one and the one with uh races <laughs> yeah he the point is he's not he may be good at business but not good at actually storytelling because uh the more he got involved the more he uh, the more worse the movies got and uh, while so right after X Men Three comes out, it's announced he is leaving Marvel, and they uh, at the same time Kevin Feige is announced as the new head of the new deformed Marvel Studios. Feige was, believe it or not, his intermediary. His job was basically to go in between the director and Avi Arad for the first few movies, and and kind of is like, uh, we don't want Avi talking to the directors. Wow. <laughs> So Ken Feige <laughs> may have been secretly stopping Avi Arad from doing stuff, but he got he, uh, he got promoted up. <laughs> and right. Avi got a lot more control in the middle, <laughs> and this is how we got to this film. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah, Kevin Feige literally was like, 
all right, I'm going to uh, let me run the studio. I'll handle stuff. And Avi was like, I'll handle Spider-Man. <laughs> and he literally, when he left, he kept the rights for like another few years. So Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 were both his productions. <laughs> Which is then when they made a deal for uh, when Kevin Feige said, went to Sony, like, we're going to, we want Spider-Man. I will produce it. Keep Avi off the everything. <laughs> they were like, happy to do so <laughs> it's literally one of the, like if there's a person you can blame it's that specific guy Ramey said he the, while they were making spider-man 2 he was like can we put Ven- can we start venom in this one and he's like uh no we don't have time for venom <laughs> so we'll, we'll put him in this other one yeah and, and if you re- i covered this before the original script for spider-man 2 was going to include uh the lizard and was going to set up a few other things, which, yeah, because those were Avi's ideas. And they were like, nah, we're not going to do that. Like, at one point, like, the lizard uh, was going to help. And Do- uh, Doc Ock and Spider-Man were going to have to team up to stop the lizard from killing uh, I- 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 killing MJ. That was going to be one oh. of the plot twists in Spider-Man 2. Sure, because Dr. Octopus yeah. would absolutely give a shit about the girlfriend of Peter Parker. And we <laughs> team up with Spider-Man to save this random person who he doesn't know girlfriend. I know. Sure, I know. that's one hundred percent like He might not like Connor. I could yeah, see you set up that Octavius say, thought Connor was a was a fucking hack. And, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were trying to set that and like, well, oh yeah, you'll get a kick. Originally, it was going to be uh, they they wanted Bruce Campbell to play Mysterio, and so this gag where he's constantly in every three. He was supposed to actually be Mysterio setting up his plot line for the fifth movie, not the fourth movie. The fifth oh God. Movie. <laughs> you see the problem we're getting here is somebody keeps saying let's let's build this stuff and makes Spider-Man 2 the same problem happened. You got too many villains, too much stuff trying to be introduced. This is a recurring thing that happened. So this is ugh. so yeah, the and so what we can come back to is the problem with this film is there's too much of everything. I don't even want to use the word phrase too many cooks. Yeah. One really bad cook. Took, and yeah, three not, musical numbers. Yeah, it's like yes, yeah, so there's there's three musical, no, four musical numbers. If you really, if you count, if you count, yeah, Peter dancing to, you know. I mean, <laughs> is does Kristen Dunst actually sing? Yes. Okay. Because I mean, she, I didn't think she, she was bad or anything. I was just no, like, she, like, why the hell do we have Kristen Dunst singing over and over again? She took singing lessons for the for this for this movie. Like, she literally went and took singing lessons. When they told that, and they were almost like, we didn't want you to sing well. But she's like, if I got a lead in a Broadway show, I should be singing well. And that's that's another thing. Right. Doesn't make sense. They don't normally fire somebody after, after one over. performance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm seriously. pretty sure your contract says no. Yeah, like, or they workshop it in other cities before they bring it to Broadway. So I she mean, should have actually been gone for like three or four months. <laughs> it just doesn't make the motivate. Like I said, character motivations are all over the place. They try to rehash parts of Spider-Man two and it just doesn't work. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, I don't want to talk about the plot because the plot is just all over the place and it's not yeah. really important. We have kind of old Alfred um, coming out of the woodwork at the last minute to go, Oh, by the way, your your dad was a nut and was totally trying to kill Spider-Man. Yeah, good, good. Oh, yeah. why couldn't you said that like three movies ago, buddy? Just yeah, before I pump, pumped myself full of before I took all these drugs. You could, you could, if I I, should, I guess I shouldn't have done space cocaine. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oops. But I mean, well, gave him great pecs, so you got that going. Like, for yeah, you. I, I love to. That's the guy who plays uh, Harry and uh, Harry's Butler is Bill Paxton's dad. That's <laughs> amazing. Bill Paxton had like had been an actor for years. His dad had been like I think a uh, shoe salesman or something. Inside, he wanted to come and act like his son. And because Bill Paxton, you know, was in a bunch of things with Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi was like, "I'll cast your dad." Sure, that's amazing. Well, he has like six lines. I could do six lines, I think. Yes, I mean, I, he, they were like, "Yeah, these that's pretzels are dad. making me thirsty." Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. So. But but again, I, I I really must point out, people shit all over this movie for emo Peter. Emo Peter is not the fucking problem here. Emo Peter is the one thing in this movie that fucking works. It is it. It is the only piece of this movie that makes any fucking sense and does exactly what it's supposed to do in terms of storytelling. Everything else is hot fucking trash. This is the fucking Last Jedi all over again. 
This is where. Whoa, where whoa, hey. whoa, no, 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 no. This is Rise of Skywalker. No, Rise of Skywalker was just crap. Yes. I'm talking about Last Jedi because Last Jedi specifically had parts of it that were fucking amazing and parts of it that were fucking shit. Okay. This movie All right. That has, was now, the, the, the percentages are different in this movie, but this movie has <laughs> one thing that works and a bunch of shit that does not work. And that's the problem with this movie. And I can see like this, this movie almost killed the blockbuster superhero movie. Like yep. it did like this movie. It didn't. And that's the thing. It didn't do bad in the box office. Oh, no. no it over 300 million in America alone. You know, 2007 was this weird year. Everyone talks about how great a movie year it was. It was. There were some great movies. No Country for Old Men. There Will Be Blood. Uh, you know, you hear all the, you know, uh, um, what was it? Uh, Knocked Up. All these great films came out later that um, came out that year. Earlier in the year, we had three huge blockbusters that were all part threes. And I decided just to do Spider-Man 3 because I decided not to make us do the other two, which was... So Spider-Man 3 came out in early May of 2007. Yep. Two weeks later, Shrek the Third came out in 2000. Well, that was awful. And then two weeks later, or I guess ten days later, Pirates of the Caribbean at World oh. End came out. All yeah. three of those grossed over $300 we dodged million. the bullet. Yeah, we, we got of those three. I think we watched the best one. This one is—you can at least watch it for the CGI special effects. Like, yeah, yeah the the fight scenes are fun. Fight scenes are fine. I mean, they don't make any sense from a story wise, but they look no. nice. Whereas in in like in in at World's End, it's just oh my god, why is I'm... all this happening? I mean, there's again, <laughs> and I will say there is one sequence in that that works pretty well. Uh, it's the one where the, 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 the evil British guy is walking through his ship as it explodes around him. Like, that's a cool cinematic piece of filmmaking. Yeah, that's but, like, if you're going to die, if you screw up bad, you might as well. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's just a really nice little scene. But, like, yeah. everything around it is kind of trash, garbage, yeah. and sucks. And uh, that's so. But see, movie... that's the point. This is what we. Uh, so this was May of 2007. Was a very strange time. You had all three of these movies come out within, like a few days of each other. So every weekend. By the way, I was one of those people, and I'm sure you guys were too. Saw it opening weekend. All I, I, saw, I, saw, saw, I, opening I saw Spider-Man 3 opening weekend. I, I have not seen the other two uh, I in did, theaters. I did see – I didn't see Shrek the Third, but I did see uh, this one and Pirates of the Caribbean in the theater, and I was disappointed both times. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, it was – it was it was 2007. It was a different time. Yeah. Um, we were, I mean, <laughs> this was. Yeah, people forget this is pre like housing crash. Yes, um, I, I don't forget that at all. <laughs> I, I, yeah, this was pre housing crash, and like this was. Everyone was like, maybe the blockbuster movie is not the way to go here. And then 2008 comes out, and it's fucking Iron Man and the Dark Knight. Right, yep. and it's a complete 180 degree switch. Yeah, Wally... and, and and I mean, well, well, yeah, but Wally wasn't a superhero movie, like, <laughs> yeah. But you had these two. You had these. So up to this point, you've had a bunch of really bad superhero movies. You had you had X Men three. You had Elektra. You had um, Spider Man three. You had Superman Returns. Superman Returns. You had uh, the, the the you know you had some. Yeah, out of all those, the only one that was good was Batman Begins. And Batman Begins wasn't even that good. It was the best of the ones that had come to that point for that sure. time frame. But it wasn't the. It was still kind of. It was a weird movie. It was it was a decent movie, but it was a weird movie. And then the then the fucking Dark Knight and Iron Man drop, and they basically set off the 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 new golden age of superhero movies. Yeah, the real. Yes. So anyway, but back to this piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I just really. I, okay, let's tell it. Let's instead of constantly. Let's let, okay. Let's each name three things we really liked in this movie besides you know uh, emo Peter because I think we all agree emo Peter. Actually, I, I have to have emo Peter as one of my things because there's just not okay. enough in this to be oh, no, three more I, things. J. Jonah like? Jameson is the best. I okay, love yeah. J. Jonah Jameson, and he is the ultimate J. Jonah Jameson because it's the same actor in every single Spider-Man movie forever. Because he nailed the fucking role to the wall, and it's amazing. Yeah, like I mean, they, he's in Toby. He's in Andrew Garfield. He's in Tom McGuire. He's in. He does Miles the voice in, in, in the Into the Spider-Verse movies. I mean, yeah, he's all. He's always it. <laughs> he is a character. He is a. Is, the actor embodies the character so well 
that you literally cannot see anyone else in that role. And, and it's really scary to me because the role I saw him in previously was nothing like this. Oz. <laughs> it was Oz. Yeah. Where he right? plays a neo-Nazi rapist. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, if you've seen the GIF, which uh, Brammy directed before Spider-Man, he plays like a kind of a cranky but nice sheriff in that one, and that's how he got. Oh, it. that's that's good. Yeah. So that, by the way, that's a good. If you want to see a great Sam Raimi, watch uh, both a Simple Plan and the GIF. Those are his two low-budget, great gothic horror. Fi- I mean, uh, American horror films. Watch those. Those are really good. And then, <laughs> then he spent. The, you know, then he got back into this. So I'm mean, granted. This is this one's. I think it's like. <sighs> You know, it's like if we can compare like Army of Darkness to this, it, there, there's some Army of Darkness issues, but nowhere near as clever. So, right. so uh, yeah, so uh, for three things we liked, I will 100% agree. J.J. Jameson is always good in these, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the way they handled um, Connors was fine. Uh, yeah, Connors was fine. I won't include yeah. that on Only my list. Only a couple but... scenes, keep it small, agreed. Uh, yeah. uh, something I will give praise to, like I said, I really do like the, the way they do the Sandman effect. Is is the only CGI that really works because it's the one they had time to develop. <laughs> because, like yeah. when he's tra- when he gets turned when he's coming out from being informing himself back from being Sand the first time is it's a really good kind of like old fashioned monster horror kind of bit. You know, the uh, CGI is really good. Does the, you know like you see him trying to form himself? You see him. You see him getting the reaction. No, you know those little details are really and, good. And so fights, they have sequences with him. He's really good. You know, his teeth get knocked out, but they turn to sand instantly. It's like those little, those fun details. They put it. Yeah, in. I, yeah. I agree. My my third good thing, the when they gave Spider Man the key to the city, and the the brass band was playing the Spider Man theme from the cartoon. Yeah, that that made my. That made my little, like, yeah. you know, seven-year-old heart do good. Yeah, you know, that was a callback to the second movie, too, where that woman on the street kept playing the theme uh, with the uh, uh, with her violin. So it's like, yep. it, 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 like, no matter what, the Spider-Man theme still survives. It made it to the, uh, the MCU also. It's been in all of them, hasn't it? I think it was even in the I think so, yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there, it's briefly in The Amazing One. The Amazing One's trying to, like, we're going to be very different, very more ultimate Spider-Man, even though... This was really the ultimate Spider-Man take, too. That's the other problem is all the Spider-Man movies were trying to more to copy the ultimate Spider-Man right. line. Well, ultimate one. Spider-Man is one of the one of the very few things that came out of the Ultimate Universe that was good. I was okay, about to say the same thing. <laughs> they're bringing it back. They're oh, fuck's sake. It was so fucking bad. Anyway. It started um, a new event this week in Marvel Comics. Ultimate. Uh, yay, because what I need is sexist, racist <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Their, their Captain America made me so angry. Uh, anyway, so my three good things. I'm going to mimic J. Joe and Jameson because I can't leave him out. Um, I'm going to say I actually enjoyed the Harry Osborn performance. He's he's uh, James Franco does a good job in it. It's weird, like the dialogue he's been given and the direction he's been given is kind of bad. But he he kind of makes it work in some scenes, and I think he did a pretty good job with what he was given, which was not much. Yeah. And I'll be honest. Yeah. Also, he he and like almost every other villain die. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, shout out to my man. And then um, I will also say uh, I've already mentioned emo Peter, but apart from emo Peter, I really liked how Betty Brant in her like one little interaction with Peter was like, yes, we should go out. He should, she want to shoot me. Oh, and it's just, and it's like, it's so fucking dorky. And I loved every minute of it. Cause it yeah. made me laugh really hard. So that yeah. was fun. Elizabeth has got the least at this movie than she did the other two movies, but she was like, I am going to milk. I am going to make <laughs> this work and it's going to be goofy. And everyone's like, she knew what kind of movie she was in is what I'm saying. And <laughs> you can yeah. always tell when someone's having a good time. Because they like like the guy who yeah. plays Jay Jenner Jameson, he knows exactly what kind of movie is in. I mean, he always does, and it's always his performance is always good. I've never yes. seen him be bad in these movies. Um, the same cannot be said for many people, but generally the the generally the characters they get right in Spider Man movies are Uncle Ben, Jay Jenner Jameson, and most of the time Peter Parker. Not always, 
right. see, see some of this movie, but see, you yeah. know, then go back and watch Emo Peter and laugh your ass off. Yeah. Great. All right. Uh, I'm going to call him a couple. Uh, like I said, uh, I think we, I agree about Emo Peter. I think that that part is, even though it's cringy, that's the point. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to be like, stop it, man. It's clearly a bad thing for it. Um, I really do uh, like, um, yeah, like I said, I love the uh, the the underground subway fight. I think that one's really good. It, it's short though; they really rush they rush it. Which yeah, but, it's a shame. The fights were good. Like that's another fight- thing I would tack on is the fights were good. Yeah, and the actual <laughs> final fight with uh, when Sandman's pummeling Spider Man, you know, once again, Venom doesn't need to be there. Like this fight between <laughs> really good. Uh, I will give credit. I like the sh- the sequence with uh, where you know Peter's having to you know, be in fighting. You know. Harry in his new outfit, but and he's not in the costume. It's just him running around in regular clothes with his. his. I like that idea, uh, but on rewatch, I'm like, there's some bits I was like, this just wasn't working. But uh, at least the idea was cool. It was like they're like, we can finally show Tom McGuire face re- face reactions. So uh, that, like I said, that idea, I like the fact they tried it. The problem and the thing is, I like the idea that he made you know, Harry's costume was very different than his dad's. But you know the fact that he's called the new goblin in the credits was so cringy. Yeah, yeah it was super bad. It yeah, because been... I, I like the idea of him having like basically a snowboard uh, glider. That's that's what he's done. He's attached the equipment to a snowboard. Uh, I so, thought the glider sure design was fine. Honestly, the yeah. villain designs were fine. Like even Venomized Topher Grace was actually fine. Um, well, he was all CGI at that point. I don't think there was any any real Topher. No, it looked fine. Seen. I mean, it was a little goofy, but everything was, in this movie is a little goofy. But I think I agree that it was rushed beyond rush. It, if it had ended with him getting the Venom suit, that would have been a fine movie. Like he, sure, yeah, because the movie could have really ended with him, uh, Peter, fighting to get the costume off, and that's in the, the movie. Part two will be you know Venom. You know, we wouldn't even have to deal with Sam. Like he fought, he fought Sandman. He defeated him. You know, it's like you, you could have left that whole plot line gone. Yeah, well, you got to have something else for 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 Spider-Man to do other than be emo. So yeah. you have to have a bad guy. I mean, if it had been just Sandman, and he was fighting Sandman, and he realizes at the end he and his he and his buddy make up, and then his then his buddy dies, and then he goes, "I'm getting this freaking suit off right now," and he goes and goes to the church, and the bells ring, and the suit comes off. He's like, I'm free of that. I'm never going to have to worry about that symbiote again. And then it drips onto Eddie Brock. Yeah, yeah. and then you then you <laughs> slam credits, right? Or yeah, you have, you have the thing, or, or even better, you have it as the teaser at the end, right? So he gets yeah, the sure. suit off, and the, the movie ends, credits roll, then you have the, the after-credit sequence of Brock is like In the hiding behind praying. the thing, like, or like hiding behind the thing, hearing all these fights and stuff. <laughs> And like is praying, and then this thing just drips down on top of him, and his eyes get all venomized. That would have been yeah. cool. That would sure. have been good. And like that's the problem. This is uh, that's a we. You know, there's a whole movie here, and essentially two and a half movies into the. And you know, I've said this before. Like I like, I love the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight has a similar problem. We too much in in the final act. This one has a similar problem, which is okay. We got to get more stuff in. When in fact the movies don't have to be two hours long, it could have been nine minutes and been a pretty good film. Yeah, and they 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 take Venom out of it, and they make the whole thing him fighting about him fighting Sandman, and um, the only and way Hobgoblin, yeah, doing his thing because because then it's all about you know being in control and who are you really. And what bad mistakes lead to bad actions? You know, you, there's there's a theme running through that of those three guys, of Peter, Eddie, and um, and Osborne and Harry. Yeah, I mean, the, and the thing is, like, he you know, like having fought, he fights once without the cost, you know, on his regular costume, he can't beat. Him. He try, he thinks, okay, the suit's the way to do it. The suit helps him essentially beat it, but like, uh, you know, he has to fight him one more time. Harry has to help him. Harry dies in the process. You know, it's like that. We could take like chunks of this movie and re edit it around, and it's actually a film if you just leave the whole Venom sequence. Yes. Like, it's it's so weird. And like I said, uh, you know, the fight where uh, Peter in the black costume he fights and like, you know, burns his face. It's another thing where it could have been really good. They rushed it. 
And, and the thing is, like, that could have been, like, that could have been your movie in there, too. Like, did he just kill Harry? Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Uh, you look at it and you see a lot of what could have been, and it's honestly more disappointing. Like, if this has just been a complete shit show, and it kind of was in a lot of ways, but if it had just been... If it had just been super bad and crappy and had had bad acting and bad this, you'd have been like, okay, it's fine. But you can see the potential for good in this movie. Yeah. And it just doesn't Absolutely. reach the height, and you're like, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you who heard us uh, when I did my uh, Karate Kid Part 3 discussion, it's the same thing. You could fix this entire plot line really easy just for some minor changes. But you know, it's like they didn't. They they went the other direction. It's like they didn't. And I get it. Maybe they put a lot of money into pre-production. But there's got to be a point where somebody says, this is too much. We're getting too expensive. Like they spent a lot of money. It made money, but not a lot. That's And then they decided, you know what? We're going to just start over. That's what wound up happening. Spider-Man 4 got canceled. Partially because Raimi wanted to have uh, you know, Vulture. And I love. Have you heard who he wanted to cast as Vulture? No. Who's that? <laughs> imagine so this would have meant if this movie made we would not have gotten a season of Kirby enthusiasm because he was going to get larry david as uh, what yes they oh, wanted no. like studio wanted him to cast john malkovich he wanted larry david larry david is, is a, a okay choice, choice. <laughs> yeah. larry david is actually a more physically accurate <laughs> sure but he has no villain villainous presence <laughs> like fuck you vulture <laughs> so yeah this is kind of a case where this is how these things go so I mean uh... I, I, but I guess that's kind of how we need to wrap this up so uh, I think we can all agree is this a good movie a bad movie or nerdy movie I'm gonna go with nerdy I, I think it's watchable uh, but especially if you're a comic book fan, if you're not a comic book fan, I don't think so, and that's why I say nerdy. And and that's sort of that's sort of where it is. Well, uh, I'd probably argue it's it's nerdy, but it's like right at that edge of bad because, yeah. as John said, it is it is fairly watchable. It's a little cringe in places, but honestly, those are the places where it's supposed to be cringy, and that's the best part of the movie. And it does have a lot of comic references, and of course, the delight that is J. Jonah Jameson. So I'm going to put it as nerdy, but like, if you're not a comic book nerd, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, here's the thing, I, you know, you know me, I'm, a, you know, I used to, I've done comic book podcasts. I still have most of my comics, you know, in the next room. I am a diehard comic fan. This movie is bad. It's nerdy for the discussion of how many things could have gone right and how many things could have gone wrong. I'm definitely in the, the bad category because as we discussed, if you can, if we can fix a plot line pretty simply, but just by saying just you know this, 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 it's like I said for like Kingdom of Crystal Skull. If you cut three scenes out, it's a really good movie. If you uh, uh, if you same thing with this one. Like if you cut certain things out, it's a great movie. Why did they waste the time and money? So it's just like a lot, like a, a Batman and Robin, like Batman versus Superman. When you put a bunch of crap you don't need and you waste a lot of money, it's a bad decision. It's a bad movie. So I, I'm going to declare this. I'll give this a bad and nerdy title. So <laughs> this is what I call definitely the ultimate part three you know, uh, struggle, which is we, you know, like I said, you know, Jaws 3D bad, <laughs> but you're like, yeah. Once again, we're gonna try to throw a whole bunch of new stuff in to make it different. Superman 3. We're going to throw a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, in it just to be different. It doesn't work. Rocky 3. Successfully, like, we're going to, we're not going to, we're going to throw new stuff in, but keep it a little more tighter. So you can see the differences when we do the part 3. But when you get Spider Man 3, it's three villains, lots of uh, effects that aren't necessary, plot lines that go nowhere because they were trying to set up other things that they didn't do. It's, so yeah, this is. Uh, I think we can all agree the nerdy. Yes, but I'm putting the bad in front. This is a bad nerdy film. Uh, guys, thanks for doing this. Do you have any final thoughts? I I missed the thirty boxes of comics that my wife made me get rid of when we moved. Thirty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I you know like uh, I I was able to hang. Uh, my, I had to burn one of my lawn boxes because it got destroyed in a leak in the attic. 
But uh, ironically enough, the long box was bad shape. The comics, because they were all bagged and boarded, survived. Nice. Uh, Will, what's your final thoughts? Uh, just how many Spider-Man movies are we going to get now? Because I think we all get it. Well, I think I think we're done with Holland. I think Holland's yeah, Holland Spider-Man's over. Where they're gonna introduce another Spider-Man because <laughs> so this is where I go on a rant about how how perpetual contracts are bad and you should never do them. <laughs> like, <laughs> never never enter into a in perpetuity contract if you can help it. Um, yeah, uh, so for, folks, for things uh, like copyright and movie yeah. rights and stuff. Yeah, so folks, uh, uh, if you have any comments about Spider-Man 3, please hit us up on our Facebook group, Fan Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Podcast. Also, on look us up on Twitter, Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Pod. Uh, I also need to make a quick announcement. We will be having an event coming up soon in the Knoxville area. Listener, and uh, you know I, the details are still kind of to be determined, but we, we, sh- we may be doing a ticket giveaway soon, so check out our social media for this. For uh, a screening of High Fidelity, that'll be at the Tennessee Theater at the end of July. I'll I should be getting more details within a few days, and hopefully, I'll be uh, doing some kind of promotional bit for. It. And you know, possibly, you know, Will and I, and maybe Bruce, others will be at the screening. We we may have a Q and A afterwards. Like I said, all that's to be the you know still in the you know, we're cooking. But I was like, yeah, I was like, uh, they're doing a fun. If you haven't checked it out, go check out Tennessee Theater for their summer movie magic. You know they're uh, doing. See, I know this week coming at this is the end of June, but they're going to be doing like Captain America: First Avenger screening. They're going to be doing a League of Their Own. Uh, following week, I know they're doing ET, and uh, I, later on, like I said, they're going to be doing you know a lot of cool movies in the next few weeks, classic films in a gorgeous, gorgeous, uh, uh, authentic movie theater. Check it out. Uh, so, folks, please, like I said, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed everything, and please, 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 just if you get fired from a job, just be straightforward. I got fired. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Don't wait like three. Don't wait for like a two weeks to tell. <laughs> and also, if your girlfriend is in a, I guess a major Broadway show, um, just read the trades every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, folks, thanks for listening. Please, and have a great time. And Excelsior! Excelsior! <laughs> Nuff said. Uh oh. I think we lost John. Ah well.